Hey team, welcome to episode number 40 of the Ladies Best Life podcast. Now, before you go on to today's podcast episode, which we're going to be talking about fat loss, I need you to go back and listen to last week. So episode number 39, where we're talking about nutrition optimization. You must listen to that first and then come into this this episode because in order to complete the fat loss journey, if you like, whilst feeling your best, whilst not restricting, whilst having energy, whilst feeling good, you know, in your body and in your mind, we need to make sure that we've optimized our nutrition and then we come into this element. Okay. So stop listening. If you haven't listened to last week, go back and give it a listen, then come back to this one. Okay. So first step, obviously nutrition and kind of energy optimization. Okay. We want you feeling grand. People skip this step because they're impatient. Okay, they want to lose weight tomorrow. Honestly, if you want this to be a long term solution where you're never going to be back in this position again, you must make sure that you're optimizing. So go back and listen to it. Make sure that you haven't skipped that step. And you can start this process in probably two months time. Okay, so it's going to take you two months, probably making sure that they're all habitual. What we talked about last week, then you can come into this bit. Now, losing body fat is as simple as energy coming in via food and drink and energy going out in regards to movement, okay? Now, it's simple, so why don't we do it, okay? Why is it so hard? Because we don't just eat for energy and survival, okay? We don't just eat like that. Food and highly palatable, so really tasty, scrumptious food is at the tip of our fucking fingers. We can get it whenever we want, and that is like it's almost like we have evolved quicker than and the environments have evolved around us quicker than our brain has so we think that we have to keep eating we think that we have to soothe ourselves with food now I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that and inside the coaching club we often say you know you've emotionally ate that's okay but let's have a look at it what else can we put in place to stop ourselves from doing it So it's identifying that if you're overweight, if you're in a bigger body that you're not happy in, don't give yourself a hard time because all of the kind of tasty food that you could ever want, especially if you're in a city, it's click, you've got it, all right? And it doesn't even give you time to not even think about whether you're hungry, but even think about whether that is the thing that you want to do. Often it's just a habit. I'm feeling sad, I'm stressed, or um, I'm happy, or whatever it could be, I'm going to eat. Okay, so it is a simple solution. Eat less, move more. But it's not always easy. Okay, and this is why we're in a obesity epidemic. This is why people are probably, you know, a lot of health is on the decline, especially mental health. So the reason why I'm saying this first is to fucking cut yourself some slack, basically. All right. Now let's get into it. Energy in food and drinks. Okay, seven day basis, not five day everything that you consume, the little bit of food off your kid's plate. Um, It could be the alcohol at the weekend, the kebab on the way home, the milk or cream in your tea, whatever it could be. Okay. Everything counts. When we talk about energy out, there's more to it. It could be exercise. So that's called eat exercise activity thermogenesis. It could be getting your steps in and being at a standing desk like I am. Um, That's called NEAT. Okay, so just general movements throughout the day, standing up every hour and all those wonderful things, parking a little bit further away from the supermarket doors, blah, 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 blah. 
We then also have your basal metabolic rate. So that is basically how many calories your body needs to do its daily functions, blinking, breathing, digesting, you know, all these things that we actually don't give our body credit for doing. It's like, we don't have to be like, oh, I now need to breathe. Okay. We just do it automatically. Incredible bit of kit this. The final one is actually more kind of like an intellectual output. So um, brain power, if you like, all of these things are accounted for when it comes into energy out. What one of those can you control? The two is neat and eat right? So non-exercise activity thermogenesis and exercise activity thermogenesis, i.e. being active day to day, lots of hours, for, not hours throughout the day, but maybe lots of kind of broken up periods throughout the day, getting your steps in, standing up in between every client, standing desk like I'm at. Then you've got your exercise side of things, canoeing, kayaking, wa uh, walking, running, training, gym, wherever it is that you want to do, salsa, okay, I don't care how it is that you do your exercise, as long as you enjoy it, okay, and you're not hurting yourself. What a lot of people do is they will go down the route of overtraining in order to achieve their fat loss, or even just training in general, they think that exercise is the way to lose the body fat. It can have some impact, but it's almost like it's not the most beneficial way. OK, exercise is a great and honestly, I cannot recommend for you to find your way to exercise because it is a feel good thing to do okay and not only from a hormonal standpoint it releases the happy hormones and the endorphins but actually from the standpoint of moving your body and like so if you're into lifting like I am when you start to notice that you're getting stronger it brings this massive boost in confidence and like almost like a slight inward competition with yourself but feels great you know and when I hear it, so a lot of the ladies who join the coaching club, I've just kind of like lost their way with exercise. They actually enjoy it when they're into it, but they've just lost their way a little bit. And when they start again, they're like, oh my God, I've missed this so much. And like, I feel so much better today. And oh, like I walked into work and I had this top on that I haven't worn for ages. And it, that isn't necessarily to do with fat loss. That's just to do with posture, confidence and all the other wonderful things. So please, please, please find your your passion when it comes to exercise and movement. I don't care if it's horse riding, like whatever it is, find it and get back on it because it will reignite some fire inside you that has got lost. But it's not the right route, if you like, to go for fat loss. When we're going for fat loss, we really need to keep more of an eye on energy coming in because I watch it and um, Apple watches, Garmin's, MyZones, all these um, like kind of heart rate monitors they are not the best way to monitor how much body fat you're um, actually burning. So how many calories you're burning, because their estimation is always way out. So I heard someone the other day saying that they want to go and do a body attack class and go in the gym as soon as they've hit 600 calorie um, burn, if you like, then they're like, oh, job done. Now, it's probably more like 50 percent of that. So then if they're eating, thinking that they're burning 600 calories, they're overeating. You know, so we've got to be very mindful of it. Like I don't even track the calories on my watch anymore. I used to be all into it and the my zone belt and all oh, who's burnt more calories. Now I'm like, I'm just going to go in and have a great time. I don't want these strings attached to me to be like, oh, 
you haven't burned as many calories as yesterday. And that's another way for us to beat ourselves up. So I would love it if every single one of you who listens to this podcast can start to go down the route of exercise is good for my confidence, my mental health, my feel good factor. It makes me feel strong. It's putting dividends into my muscles and my heart health and not about fat loss. So can we agree to that? Can that be an agreement that we have today that exercise no longer fat loss? Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Commitment understood. So what we actually need to do is look at calories coming in. Okay, so we need to think, right, if you've done everything that we talked about last week, the optimization side of things, and again, if you haven't listened to it, go back to episode 39. And if you've done that, we're now in a good place to start looking at savvy swaps in regards to calories. So we're looking at, where is the bulk of our calories coming in? Maybe you're having a jacket potato for lunch every day. Could we swap it to um, half a jacket potato, but dose up on the salad side of things? Jacket potato, sweet potato, pretty much similar calories. You might have more nutrients in a um, sweet potato, so you might want to swap. But in regards to calories, there's not much difference. It could be things like, are you drinking your calories? You know, could we look at reducing that down, swapping from full fat milk to semi-skim milk? It could be things like you're having rice. Could we swap it to cauliflower rice? It could be that you're having like not really monitoring how much oil you're putting in and how much butter. Could we have a bit more awareness around that and be a bit more mindful? There are little savvy swaps that you can make. But and I did a fat loss workshop back in March and one lady was like, I know I'm just going to stop drinking wine every night. And I was like, how much do you look forward to that glass of wine? She's like, oh, literally can't wait. Love it. And I was like, so if we were to take it away, how would you feel? She's like, yeah, I'd probably really miss it. So I was like, let's not start there. Low hanging fruit, guys. Low hanging fruit. Let's think about the quick wins, the easy wins. And there will be some. And this is why what we talked about last week is having that awareness, being just being aware and conscious of what you're eating sounds daft, but a lot of the time people are just on autopilot, shove the food down, they're in habits and routines, and they don't even think about it. Whereas now in order to change, we need very first step is awareness. Okay, so it's the savvy swaps that we're looking at here. And if you're unsure on the calories, literally go to Google and be like, right, 100 grams of rice calories. 100 grams of cauliflower rice calories, or it could be things like handful of nuts. And again, portion size is a key here um, compared to, I don't know what else you could have, um, a chicken breast with a bit of hummus or whatever. So it's looking at these little savvy swaps, becoming aware of the calories in food. Notice I've not mentioned calorie counting yet. Okay, there is a step to do before that. So this is what we're talking about here. The savvy swaps of I would say is step one of fat loss. Okay, and you have to be responsible and autonomous and holding yourself accountable to educate yourself on this. Okay, and if you don't want to do that, go to go to Cambridge. Okay, and you'll be back here again in the year. I'll see you then. So. The next step from here, I believe, is looking a bit more at portion sizes, which we have just tapped on in regards to a handful of nuts and stuff. So looking at the portions that you are kind of feeding yourself, what we do inside the coaching club, we build a healthy plate. So we have one source of protein. We then might have a source of um, compact, com, uh, simple, sorry, carbohydrates. So that's rice, pasta, potatoes, bread. Okay, so you can have one portion of that. The rest of the plate, so half of your plate, we want to fill it with vegetables and salad. Obviously, they're the same things, but people sometimes call them different. So salad, vegetables, whatever suits you. So you could have a jacket potato with a tiny bit of butter, 
a chicken breast and then a load of salad. Okay, you might even decide over time because you're putting so much salad in there, you can drop down to half a jacket. Maybe you want to turn it into something else like some sweet potato discs or something like that. Whatever, I don't know. But there are ways for you to monitor now the portion sizes that you're having. You know, a lot of the time people and the women that I work with have big evening meals because they've skipped meals throughout the day. So we want to be looking at having consistent meals coming in. If you're not a breakfast person, then you can't eat breakfast the moment that you wake up. Do not worry about it. Okay, this is something that we can start to add in. So maybe making sure that you are having a protein shake when you're hungry at 10 o'clock or something, or something that you could have at work, maybe a yogurt or something just to tie you over. We're then looking at making sure that we have a consistent lunch because basically what we need to look at here is forming some element of routine. Okay. A lot of the time people don't have routine and that's why they can't lose body fat because they're all over the shop. If you think about your hunger scale, so one is fucking ravenous, 10 is absolutely stuffed. A lot of people allow their hunger to come right down to like a three or a two. Of course, you're going to eat everything in sight and you couldn't, you won't even know the calories that you're consuming them. So portion sizes is the very next thing, but kind of attaching to that is looking at, have I got a routine? Am I stopping my hunger going below a five? You know, am I then stopping at like you almost want to keep yourself constantly between a five and an eight or even a four and a seven, you know, so just being very aware of what it is that you're consuming. If you're eating the same size as your uh, portions as your partner and he's 20 kilograms heavier and, you know, you're five foot three, he's he's six foot one, then we've got a bit of a, a difference going on here. Vegetables and salad eat your heart out. And this is where we can go into food volume. So if you had a whole bowl of pasta combined with a whole or um, sorry, compared to a whole bowl of, um, I don't know, it could be roasted vegetables with a little bit of honey and Dijon mustard or something on it. The calorie difference would be completely different, but just as satiating. So we want to be starting to look at these little swaps that we can be making. Portion sizes, you can go onto Google and research the healthy plate. That will help you to understand how to pack out your plates and give you a bit more education around that. The next thing we can look at, okay, is calories, actual calories, looking at the numbers. So in order to figure out how many calories you need, once you've done steps one and two, so savvy swaps and portion control, we can then start to look at how many calories does my body need? And then reduce it down a little bit in order to be burning some of the body fat that you have. Okay, that should have already started to happen by now. So how you figure it out, go to Google, type in T-D-E-E calculator, input your information and then scroll down slightly on the page until it says cutting calories. Okay, hit the cutting calories, because if you're at maintenance, you're obviously going to maintain. But then if you come into cutting calories, that drops your calories down by 500 a day. Okay, 500 calorie um, deficit per day equates to one pound of body fat loss per week, roughly. Okay, we cannot predict it because there are so many different things going on. And if we're just going on weight, there are many other factors that contribute to weight loss. It could be you're inflamed, PMS week, you're more hydrated, you haven't been to the toilet yet. There's so many different things that go on. So what you do then once you've got your number, say it's 1800 calories for you to be in a deficit of 500 per day, and it calculates that for you. 
You then need to start either becoming very aware of the calories that are in your food and keeping a bit of a handwritten diary or just having awareness over it. But if you're like the women I work with, that doesn't work because it's too much. It's too much kind of flexibility. There's not enough um, direction, you know, thinking, oh, I need my notepad, whereas we just use my fitness pal. Okay, once they're ready for this point and not all of them will ever want to do this, so we skip this phase and that's okay. You don't have to calorie count. You can lose weight without doing it, 100%. But if you want to do it in a bit of an easier way, you're looking at my fitness pal. So you input the amount of um, calories that you're aiming for every single day, which we've just said would be 1,800. Now that is not your number. You need to go to the TDEE calculator to have a look for it, Okay. So then what you'll do, and the best way to use MyFitnessPal, get your menu planned over the weekend. So say this weekend coming, sit down, write a menu for next week. Then you're going to go and get the food shopping either delivered or you're going to go and get it. Okay, so everything is in the house for you to eat for the next seven days or five days at least. So make sure obviously you've got everything for everyone else in the house as well. What we can then do is input everything into my fitness pal on a Sunday morning or a Saturday, whenever I don't care, over the weekend in advance so that you are proactive, not reactive. This is where 90% of people fuck up. They do it in a reactive way. Like, oh shit, I haven't logged my dinner. Oh shit, I haven't logged my breakfast. Oh my God, I'm such a failure. Oh, like, oh, I've just had a Mars bar. Oh, I'm not going to put that in. No, right? Sit down, give yourself half an hour. You should be planning your weeks anyway. I say you should. I advise that people plan their weeks anyway so that we can add ourselves into the mix and make sure we're not overwhelmed as we go through each day. So you sit down, you go, right, what am I having for breakfast? If you're like me, it's either porridge or yogurt and berries. Okay, so I'll input that right the way throughout the week. You can copy and paste it across as well. Lunches. My lunches will always usually be the leftover from the night before. So I will actually go into dinner first. So I put all of my dinners in. And guess what? It's not a prison sentence. You can swap stuff over. You can um, say, oh, I've actually got stir fry on Thursday, but I want that tonight. So then I'm going to swap the fajitas tonight to Thursday. Making sure that you're putting it all in. A really cool um, hack on my fitness pal as well is that you can create your own meal. So you put all of the ingredients in at once. And then you you could call it like, it wouldn't obviously be, but Sasha's cottage pie or whatever, you know? So making sure that you have everything put in, in advance, you can then go, okay, so I've got breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks put in. I know I can swap those around, but that's all the food I've got in the house. Oh, on Thursday, I'm going for cake with my bestie. So I'm going to not choose what I'm going to have beforehand, but I know that I've got 200 calories left over from Thursday, uh, sorry, Tuesday, and I've got a bit of a kind of surplus calories, if you like, on Thursday. So that will be my 500 calorie slice of cake. All right. So it just gives you a bit of kind of opportunity to go, oh, I've got some calories left there. Oh, I'm going to have a glass of wine. Even if you don't have them left over, guys, by simply tracking and monitoring, you are probably consuming less anyway. You've already made the savvy swaps. You've already started to look at portion control and you've already optimized your nutrition. So you should already be winning here. But my fitness pal will be the bane of your life if you're doing it reactively. So please bear that in mind. OK, what you then need to do is stick to those calories for four to eight weeks, uh, keeping it going, monitoring your weight every two weeks or maximum every week, not weighing every day. OK, and in regards to you ladies out there, we need to be comparing week one of our cycle with week one of our cycle, week two of our cycle with week two of our cycle. So there's no point you weighing yourself on week 
two of your cycle. So probably when you're going to be the most lean with week four. Okay, because you're comparing two completely different physiologies there. So once you're starting to see that the weight is coming down, you then need to start tapping down the calories because there is less of your body to fuel. Okay, so that will be the very next step for you to go on to is keep looking at tapping those calories down until you reach your goal weight, changing nothing in regards to if that process works for you, menu planning, getting the food shop delivered, proactively logging on my fitness pal, and you should. If you can stick to that for long enough, you should reach your goal. Okay, you can do it without using MyFitnessPal, but it's a great way of doing it with data rather than drama. You then want to look at, and I'm not going to go into this today, but you then need to look at hitting your maintenance calories. Maybe using MyFitnessPal, maybe not. You can go down a bit more of an intuitive eating route, which we will cover in a couple of weeks. Um, because maintenance is actually the really hard bit, because not only have we got not really a goal that we're aiming for, but sometimes imposter syndrome can come in. A lot of people kind of struggle in this. Like, so I've had this with a client inside the coaching club recently. She's always been, as she says, in a bigger body, like a bigger girl. Now she's in a much smaller body. And there's almost like this identity thing. Like she keeps buying clothes that are too big for her because it's what she's always done. So it now takes time for your mind and how you see yourself and your beliefs to catch up with the physical changes. And this is where guys like, if you can do all of that on your own, I absolutely salute you. But a lot of people need a coach to hold them accountable and to answer their questions that they've got and to guide them along the way. So that is everything that you need in order to lose body fat. We need to keep ourselves moving, optimize the side of things with them, the nutrition coming in and look after ourselves. You can then start to go into the realms of savvy swaps, portion control, calories if we need, or just keep going with the savvy swaps and making sure that we're moving as much as we possibly can. I would love to hear how this is going for you. I would love to hear what level you're at. Are you going down the savvy swaps route? Are you going down the portion control route? Now, this is a, a trialed and tested and proven way to lose body fat. So there's a lot of shit out there. The more we can share the stuff that is true, it's gospel and it works, the more we're going to, one, demolish the diet industry, which we need to bloody do sooner rather than later, and two, empower men and women across the world to do this in a way that is healthy for them and that they can enjoy. Not once have I told you to give up sweets, chocolate, crisps, wine, whatever, okay, takeaways. Imagine if everyone across the world knew that this was a way. And the only way we can do that is by connecting together, sharing it with our friends. So please give it a good share and let me know what your biggest take home has been. I would love to hear from you. Have an incredible day.